now. The Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies. The joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating. Her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. The Washoe County School District Volunteer Services recruits volunteers for 103 schools and 21 departments, programs through online sources, free media, and community engagement to provide academic support such as tutoring, classroom aid, staff, and family support. With the intention to help our students and our community, you too can make a difference. For the past 14 years, under the leadership of Lisa Marie Lightfoot, Volunteer Services has been coordinating community resources and supporting staff as they enrich the educational experience of all Washoe County School District students. Joining us, besides Lisa Marie, is Dex Thomas, who is the Program Services Technician, who's been with the Washoe County School District for eight years. Also, Riley Sutton, who's with the Communications Office, and Pete Etchert, who's the Chief Operating Officer for the Washoe County School District. So, full house today, very excited. Main reason I wanted to bring Lisa Marie in is I do serve on the board for the volunteer services of the school district. And Lisa Marie, why don't you give us a, a highlight of what it is that you guys do and why you matter in the school district? Absolutely, Sherry, and thank you so much. I've always I appreciated that you're on my advisory board and I've learned a lot from you already. One of my, one of the important things for this opportunity to talk is to let people know that volunteer services does so much more than I think most people understand. You know, there's 15,000 averaging about 15,000 volunteers. Now, most of those volunteers in the school district are parents, but we handle Two to 3,000 every year that come through from the community and make sure that they get placed and assigned and matched somewhere that's good for them. And it's, it's important that I explain all that we do because we do a lot more than just bring in some volunteers and send them to the school sites. We have three full-time employees, an administrator, a program technician, and a secretary. And all the other work that's done in our office is done by what we call our no-cost workers or help that is brought in through local, state, and federal work programs. And then, of course, community volunteers. We have over 12 programs that we're managing that bring in those uh, no-cost workers. And for Washoe County, they provide labor and support to our schools and departments and even support specific programs within the district. Some programs you might recognize, um, we have a state welfare community work experience program. We call that CWIP. Of course, we have lots of acronyms in our world. And the American Association of Retired Persons Senior Community Service Employment Program. Reno Housing Authority sends us volunteers. I have, we have also the College Community 
uh, student worker program with U- uh, University of Nevada provides us the Reno Regents Grant, which again provides us tutors. And then I don't know how I got this, but I ended up with the district's light duty employees. So if you're a broken employee and you can't do your job, you come to us too and we try to find something constructive for you to do that's, that's a little gentler than maybe something you do in your regular job. Um, we provide also as a complement to uh, an AmeriCorps VISTA program, which I'll talk about later, we provide over 130,000 take-home books that we get through the community in book drives and grants and um, donations from the community. So, and I'll talk a little more about that later. We provide some summer support too. This year we were very fortunate. We were given 30 allocations from uh, AmeriCorps VISTA, which they call them Summer VISTA Associates. And so they're at Boys and Girls Clubs. They're at um, Zoom schools for a few weeks. They're in the school, high schools, doing tutoring, helping those kids that maybe didn't pass their math or their English or their writing and helping them with their proficiency test or credit recovery that they're doing. So um, that part is just, you know, what we're doing pretty much all the time. We also are responsible as a department for the screening of all of the um the volunteer screening eventually all comes down to us, so we're actually processing about 15,000 applications. Of course, we don't do it alone. We have school police and we have um, HR human resources that also supports that, but we actually touch all of those 15,000 applications and get them scanned in so that we have legal support if there's any issues. Um, we also support nonprofits, and I'm a, on the member of the uh, and Association of Nevada Nonprofits, businesses and organizations that provide volunteers to Washoe County School District. Most of those are filtered through us, pretty much all of them. You might recognize some of the names like the Foster Grant Program. We have a 360 Blueprint Mentor Program, and that's uh, faith-based along with um, the Reno Police Department. Junior Achievement, Goldilocks, New Life Christian Center After School Program. We have PAWS Program, which is the animal program. Urban Roots, Reno Rodeo Roundup, and Nevada, Northern Nevada Math Club. Just to give you an example. All right, Dex, let's jump in because, you know, realizing the amount of programs that you guys provide, and this is all volunteer, we're talking about over a million dollars in calculated labor, $3 million in calculated labor that is coming free to the school district. Absolutely. And I think um, what happens is when I first came on board, um, looking for volunteers and trying to um, plug them in and find situations for useful was a complicated and confusing to me at first talking to Lisa Marie figuring out then I just went and seen what the skill set of each volunteer is um, and sometimes they come in and want to help garden or they want to help teach or they have an ambition to teach want to improve office support or have new ideas I had someone who wanted to fix theater lightings and uh, some of the high school's theaters because he seen them he didn't like them and completely volunteered for it so that, I mean those are resources and things that probably schools can't afford to or never thought of trying to change or look at because of there's so many other things going around that building and so I bring them in and talk to them see what their skill set is and then place them accordingly to where they want. I try to explain to every volunteer that there's so many different departments and opportunities within a school district are huge. And so whatever skill set you have, we can definitely utilize and use and we're grateful for it. Yeah. So kind of explain if somebody's listening going, wow, I had no idea that the school district had this many programs 
from, you know, A to Z, basically. So do they land first with decks to really figure out what is their expertise? What is their passion? Where do they really want to give back? And then, of course, the application process and so on. Absolutely. So a lot of times we get either phone calls, emails, walk-ins, however they come, and they kind of meet with me first. So I sit down and have a conversation on a five to 15 minutes, depending on how that conversation goes, and to see what their skill sets are or what they like to do or something they want to learn. Um, and I just have a casual conversation to feel what they would like to do within the district. And then from that point on, we... Um, I talk to them and I reach out to each department or resource that's available. And then for the application process, probably right after we have that conversation or before they fill out an application process, another five, 10 minutes process. And we go from there, we process the application and get them in. Um, a lot of times there's a lot of dialogue. I like to keep in contact with the volunteers so I don't place them, just turn them away from them. I like to contact them and follow up weekly or biweekly until they get comfortable. Because it's a new environment, new situation, especially if they don't have those skill sets they are there to learn something new. I try to keep up, make sure everything's going smoothly because sometimes it may not. It could be a personality class or anything else so I want to kind of talk to them and make sure they're comfortable and for, for they need to move them I'll move them if not everything's going well then I kind of ease up and just touch base with them every so often so how could we operate without all these volunteers you know I don't know the schools as I said the schools have 15, 13 of the 15,000 are parents probably and they pretty much you know I don't go and tell a principal how to run his school so I don't tell them how to use their volunteers at all but you know they're, they're assuming some very very responsible roles they're over fundraising they're over um, sometimes they're helping in the classroom they help with grading papers it depends on the school what they are chosen and selected to do but um, they serve our volunteers that come from the community that Dex you know he gives them a little survey and tries to figure out what their skill sets are and if we have somebody that's good that wants to spend a day in the office that's something that relieves one of our people to go and work on a project or do something. We, I think we must have another 20 years worth of scanning. That's one of the big things we're always bringing. <laughs> Would you like to learn how to scan? <laughs> Which is, you know, not the most exciting work, but for some people that's what they can fit in their schedule. It's pretty flexible and and that way they feel like they're making a contribution to education. So do any of these volunteer jobs convert into paid employment? I actually was discussing that earlier. Um, there are sometimes um, sometimes volunteers come in and they say office support role, for example. They go in and help a school and they start off maybe a few hours a day and then they go, they go longer as they're liking it. The school gets to um, kind of evaluate as they're getting the help and resources. And then if the position opens and the budget allows, then they can actually hire them. We have a few people early on at uh, the beginning of the school year who got hired on really quick into the volunteer process, which is always a good sign. Um, to, and, and ask other volunteers who they know or they go talk to their relatives or, or friends and say, actually, I volunteered and it happened to lead to a job. So, I um, mean, they bring more people in, especially for a work experience program. Um, that's They want to learn new skills and they're hoping for employment too. So when those people are being hired, it helps us a lot. Awesome. Very quickly, where is the website somebody would go if they want to become a volunteer? They can go to a Washoe County School District website and click on departments, go to volunteers. Um, that way you can also go to any other, like we reach out to a volunteer match. A lot of people come to volunteer match and sign in and, and it reaches that way as well. Awesome. Well, after this break, I want to learn more about the Volunteer Services Read and Succeed program that is having a dramatic and beneficial impact within our community. This is Riley Sutton from Reno, Nevada. You are listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. 
Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad. Bye, kiddos. More coffee, dear? Yeah, honey, but just a bit. It's going to be another hot one today. Doris and Phil next door are getting their swimming pool ready. The kids were asking when they could invite their friends over for a pool party. Let's go to Pool Supply Outlet today. Good idea. I saw the Pool Supply Outlet TV spot last night. Everything in the store is super low priced. We need chlorine tablets, pass the salt, and this year I want to get some noodle swords and a big blow-up shark so I can be king of the pool. Right, babe. Pool Supply Outlet also has great prices on robotic pool cleaners. Pass the butter. We should get one so I can spend more time enjoying the pool. You mean so I can spend more time enjoying the pool? And your koi pond. That's right. Pool Supply Outlet is right next door to Oasis Pond Maintenance and Supply. They've got the best prices in town on pond treatment and fish food. Hurry up so we can get going. Do you know how to get there? It's at the corner of Glendale Avenue and Marietta and Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue. I also want one of those cute duck decoys. Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue in Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, Reno.com. This is Bryn Bruner, owner of MindSpark Branding. Tune in to the Sherry Hill Show right here on 99.1 FM Talk Radio. The Washoe County School District Volunteer Services, with the support of the Center for Teaching and Learning, developed a K-6 training program for parents and community volunteers that teaches the powerful read-aloud intervention for helping those students struggling in reading. Read and Succeed tutors work one-on-one with students, reading aloud and listening with a focus on improving fluency and comprehension. What many don't know is that the Volunteer Services provides over 120,000 take-home books through their Read and Succeed book program to students struggling with reading to encourage home literacy. Lisa Marie Lightfoot is the Volunteer Services Administrator, and Dex Thomas, my guest today, is the Program Services Technician for the Washoe County School District, which oversees 12 different programs that bring no-cost volunteers who provide labor and support to schools, departments, and various programs within the school district. Also joining us, Pete Etchert, who's the Chief Operating Officer, and Riley Sutton, Communications Office, who are here to discuss later the capital funding requirements that'll be on our ballot this November. So, Lisa Marie, why don't we start with the fabulous Read and Succeed program, which is where I came to you. Because that's what attracted me to the Volunteer Services uh, division of our school district. You brought me your beautiful daughter. That was <laughs> so kind of you. Yes. Well, first of all, the Read and Succeed program is is 
old. It's been around for 14, 15 years. It was originally started by the district reading coordinator. And what she wanted was to give the teachers that extra help to provide one-on-one in the classroom. So as a district reading coordinator, she developed a very simple program uh, that we trained the volunteers in, an intervention, so that they would be able to assist the teacher. And You know, when you have children that are not hearing any English in their home or that are not comfortable with reading, when they step into a one-on-one situation, they're much more comfortable. They get to hear that English spoken. They get to connect the words and the page and what they're looking at. And then they also, um, you know, they get to have that motivation you get when you have another adult that's paying attention just to you. So that's how the program started, was to support teachers. And, and pretty much everything I do at Washoe County School District is my job, I tell the volunteers, is to help a teacher with a struggling student. So we do teach them this Read and Succeed intervention, and it's designed to you know, teach them how to do a read aloud and look at the academic side. We share that training also with parents because we want parents to read in the home. And um, coming this fall, we're very excited. We're finishing on the DVDs that we'll be passing out to teachers for those parents that are never going to come to the school trainings as much as you want them to. They're, they have busy lives. They have three or four children, or they're both working two jobs. And so we feel this will be a tool for the teacher to send home. And it's just a repeat of what we designed in our original training. So um, that's how the book program, how the uh, tutor program started. And we're very blessed. Uh, Dex, how many tutors do you think you have in the schools? Um, this year, I know I placed over fi- over fifteen hundred in the sc- within a school. Wow! Um, and every single one of them, we put through our our recency re- trainings, um, just so they can have that skill set. Or if they never tutored before, they kind of get a grasp for what it is. And a lot of principals and teachers appreciate it because they can come in and say, "Can you help?" You know, Tommy with his math, and they can kind of walk away and know that they're been trained and know how to do it. So, you know, summer's always one of those times where, you know, you hear from a lot of teachers, kids are at a certain level, they go away for summer, they come back, it's like we're starting over. A huge part of why this program is so successful is some of your community partners, right? That are, you know, when we talk about 120,000 books going into the homes, it was a huge eye-opener for me when I realized how many kids do not have books at oh. home. Breaks your heart. I guess because all of my friends' children have books piled all over for as long as I can remember. And um, it, it was really – I was a CASA at one time, a court-appointed special advocate. And I guess that was the first time I realized there really are children that don't have any books in their home. At one time, a child, I said, do you have any books? And she brought me a Reader's Digest or a TV guide, you know. So really and truly, there, especially in the second language homes, there are no books with English in the home. And so that was something that we kind of, it started out just to compliment the tutors. The tutors wanted to figure out, gosh, John's doing really well. I'd like to give him something as a reward. And what we ended up doing was giving him 
pencils and things like that. And then we thought, you know, we really need to give them a book because that's what we're trying to encourage and motivate them to do. So we really got lucky. We started this program. We had um, Reading is Fundamental. I'm an ambassador for them. We have uh, book drives that I have a wonderful Vista that handles this program. And, and I'll talk about that in a minute, too. I have kind of an issue that I'm, I'm dealing with that maybe some of your audience can help with. I have um, just wonderful support in the community businesses too. We bring them a barrel and then they, their employees can bring any gently used books that they don't need anymore for their children. They can have their clients bring in books. So every month we have two or three book drives that are going on in local businesses. I have some grants that are providing books. I use those mostly for books that are not necessarily going to be given in the variety of donated books, like when I need bilingual books, or for some reason we're always missing the age group of four to six, and so those we use the grants to buy the books for. And then we have um, people that donate, just bring us books, and we have groups like Target and Wells Fargo and um, many, many groups that come in and help us sort. We have a relationship with um, World... Uh, World World Books. It's out in uh, Stead area, and they are a online source of books. And when they don't sell, they collect great big. Um, they call them gaylords. I don't know anybody knows that word, but they're like pallets of books that are four by four by four. And so they'll donate those to us for free, and we go through them and make sure they're appropriate, make sure they're clean, make sure that they're adequate, and put them into age groups. And then we have um, a sheet that goes out to all the different school sites, especially the Title I schools, where we know that we have need. Um, they will give us a request that we want this many first grade books, this many second, and then we will we'll separate those into categories and and grade groups. And then right now, we did have uh, Reno News and Review. We get different sponsors all the time. But right now, the Kiwanis Clubs are actually doing our delivery to the schools. And we do it at least four times a year. We actually try to do five, but mm. depends on how our, our sourcing goes. And just to let you know, uh, this year, we're probably going to top closer to 140,000 books. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. And I have Lisa Marie Lightfoot, who who's talking to us about the Read and Succeed program, which is part of the Washoe County School District Volunteer Services. You said there was a need you had that you would hope that our listeners would be able to help you with. I've had for the last five years an AmeriCorps VISTA, a a woman that's retired. She was a retired teacher's assistant, and she's been really building and running my program. And VISTA only allows you to do that for five years. And um, so I am not going to have her available to run my program. I'm looking for donations or somebody that wants to sponsor our program so that we would be able to uh, pay her some sort of a stipend and have her stay on board. She has a lot of intellectual property that I think um, I certainly have been trying to find someone to replace her, but she, her name is Olivia Callison, and she's just done an excellent job of building the program. She has good relationships in the community, and she trains all those volunteers and keeps them happy that are working the book program. All she's right. been so awesome. If, so if somebody is interested in that, or if someone as whether an individual or a business or a service club says, wow, Absolutely. here's something we can get behind, which is to provide books. Really, this isn't about, you know, you, you do get books in the school, but this is getting books in the home. 
Exactly. <laughs> and I should make that very clear. Yeah. We don't, my grants and my program does not provide books to the teacher's classroom necessarily, unless the teacher is using that as a vehicle to give the books away. We don't provide for the school libraries. Those are wonderful areas to support, but my books go directly to home. Mariah Evans is um, a member of my volunteer service community advisory board. She's a professor at the university, and uh, most of our data that supports us shows that if you have books in your home, you have higher literacy, you have higher education levels, and the family literacy component is much higher. Well, and, and, and that's really to- that's really the key. That was one of my big aha moments is when you think about why is there illiteracy, it's because the parents are illiterate, sometimes even in their own language, then now you bring a child into the home, there are no books, and really this is, to me, a systemic issue that, you know, is is at the bottom rung of why we have uh, children struggling in school. So this is a great opportunity. Again, Dex, what is that website where people can learn more about the Read and Succeed program? Um, they can go to our website, um, Washoe County School District, and they click on departments, then go to volunteer services, and we have a complete write-up there and about the book program and all trainings and everything involved. All right. So yes. whether you- I can give that website. It's www.washoeschools.com. Okay, so if you want to be a tutor, if you want to provide books to bring into the home and a variety of other things where you could use their help, then check out that. But after this message from our sponsors, we're going to discover why the AmeriCorps Vistas of the Washoe County School District Volunteer Services are so passionate about helping children impacting their lives in such a positive way. If you want to learn how you can make a difference, stick with us. We'll be right back. This is P. Dutchart, COO at Washoe County School District. You are listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad. Bye, kiddos. More coffee, dear? Yeah, honey, but just a bit. It's going to be another hot one today. Doris and Phil next door are getting their swimming pool ready. The kids were asking when they could invite their friends over for a pool party. Let's go to Pool Supply Outlet today. Good idea. I saw the Pool Supply Outlet TV spot last night. Everything in the store is super low priced. We need chlorine tablets, pass the salt, and this year I want to get some noodle swords and a big blow-up shark so I can be king of the pool. Right, babe. Pool Supply Outlet also has great prices on robotic pool cleaners. Pass the butter. We should get one so I can spend more time enjoying the pool. You mean so I I can spend more time enjoying the pool. And your koi pond. That's right. Pool Supply Outlet is right next door to Oasis Pond Maintenance and Supply. They've got the best prices in town on pond treatment and fish food. Hurry up so we can get going. Do you know how to get there? It's at the corner of Glendale Avenue and Marietta and Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue. I also want one of those cute duck decoys. Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue in Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, Reno.com. This is John Moran, Executive Director of the Entrepreneur's Assembly. Tune in to the Sherry Hill Show right here on 99.1 FM Talk Radio. I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors of the Sherry Hill Radio Show, SunTech Solar Screening. The great people at SunTech Solar Screening are amazing because the company is amazing. They send a professional estimator to your home and you won't believe how inexpensive and quick it is to reduce your summer cooling costs by 30% or more. And SunTech Solar Screening adds privacy to your windows from the outside. But you've still got that beautiful view and comfort from inside your home. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening, 775-224-5093. SunTech Solar Screening. Tell them Sherry Hill sent you. 
The Washoe County School District hosts one of Nevada's largest AmeriCorps Volunteers in Service to America programs, VISTA, and is the AmeriCorps Center for all AmeriCorps programs at the Washoe County School District. These VISTAs serve and support because they care about our children getting a good education. My wonderful guests today are Lisa Marie Lightfoot, who leads the volunteer services, an energizing force in coordinating community resources and supporting staff for the Washoe County School District for the past 14 years. Dex Thomas, program services technician, who has also been very instrumental in his efforts to enrich the educational experience of all Washoe County School District students. Also joining me today is Pete Etchert, Chief Operating Officer, and Riley Sutton from the Communications Office, who, in the next segment, we're going to talk about that uh, very important capital funding request that we'll all see on our ballot fairly soon. So, Dex, let's start with you. The VISTAs, how important are they to the school district? I think the VISTAs are extremely important. Um, like, they come in with great ideas and want to do programs and, and support. They just want to give back to the community and to our school district in particular with us. Um, currently, we have a VISTAs who we're talking about a summer program, how uh, some students need extra support, and it's hard to find tutoring throughout the summer. And so the VISTAs came, and they said they would like to help the IDL out. So we decided, since we don't have a huge staff, but we have to see if we can get 20 students um, to come and give them tutor support, extra support, based on teachers' recommendations and parent recommendations, what the student needs to keep continuing their progress within school. Um, I found out this morning we filled um, all 20 slots, which I didn't think we were going to be able to, just because we, um, we, we figured it out at the end of the school year, so it's kind of hard to get into the, the schools and the teachers and the principals because they're trying to close up the year, testing, things like that, but it worked and the, all they want to do is to kind of help out and give out. They give different ideas and, and support throughout the district in many various ways. Um, some, like I have, there's one in there who's became basically my tech guy for the most part. I, I bring him in for every little issue on my computer. He helps out, but he has a passion for just helping out anyways, but they're, they're really, really good for um, the, the district and what they do. So are the VISTAs, they're in all your your different programs, right? Or are they in specific ones? I, I can speak to that, Sherry. They really specifically are hired into what we call the first teacher training program. And their job is to train the parents and train volunteers uh, in reading, math, and writing. And they, they don't do the training necessarily alone. I bridge them with retired teachers because um, they they're, most of them are college students. And they didn't quite have all of the subject knowledge that uh, made them comfortable doing that training. But uh, some of them have stepped up by the end of the year. They're very good and they're ready to go on their own. But VISTAs are, um, it's a federal program and you only get to keep them for 12 months unless they decide to opt for the second year. They do get a stipend. They get $983 a month. They get, um, we provide mileage. Uh, another issue for me. They also provide, um, they are getting what's called an education award at the end of 12 months. So they get $5,000 that they can apply to college. So it's not terrible. We work around their school schedules whenever they're college students, but we do do a mix. We also bring in seniors too. So um, 
you know, they're they're a wonderful resource. They have a lot of energy, the ones that are younger and the coming in from the schools and um, the mature vistas that we bring in bring a lot of knowledge, special knowledge that we need to and experience that, you know, makes them a nice match for both of those areas. So this year we did over 45 trainings with parents and community, the vistas, gather all the materials and none of these programs are um, sponsored by the district we we fundraise to get all of our paper and our math manipulatives so dice and cards are donated by the casinos we put they put the kits together they arrange for the trainings i have a wonderful vista leader tracy sherwood that coordinates a lot of this for me and so what they do is just uh, really give an amazing amount of support. And this is my second VISTA program. I was very fortunate I had one, when I first started in my position, I realized that one person could probably not support 15,000 volunteers. And so I I was invited to have an AmeriCorps grant and bring on resources. And the, every grant has to be different from the, the period before. And the first one I had was to build the volunteer services department. And so they assumed a lot of the roles, you know, a role maybe that DEX has now. And they really allowed me to develop a volunteer program. I'm nationally certified in volunteer management. And so they allowed me to do all the proper things that you should do. And they're a big part of the second grant because if you have a good volunteer program, you must have training. You don't just throw a volunteer into a situation and let them figure it out. You have to have good training. And so that's very important. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest Lisa Marie Lightfoot and Dex Thomas, both here representing the... Washoe County School District Volunteer Services, and we're talking about the VISTA program, which kind of sounds like, you know, it's a totally different from just if I'm a parent or a senior citizen who wants to give back into the community, there's lots of opportunities to do volunteer work. VISTA is a more, sounds like, structured Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's a federal program, so they are required. As I said, they get a stipend of $983, but they are required to serve, and we document it on their payroll. They have to have 35 hours of service that they're doing every week in order to get their stipend. So it's a very structured program in a lot of ways as a national federal program. So you have to, when you apply for your grants, you're looking at meeting maybe four identified needs maybe it's the environment maybe it's um, education there's four or five areas that the uh, politically they've decided at Washington where <laughs> that they want to fund and so we've been fortunate education always seems to be in that little list so we always need help and they have you know a lot of support they they do come and uh, give us some guidance on how what we're required to do and we also make sure our program and I think that's one thing we do really well is we make sure we're developing these these young people or these people that haven't been in the workforce for a while or we make sure that they have access to all of the educational opportunities at the school district and sometimes there I do a lot of recruiting for pre-service teachers so it gives them an opportunity before they're to get something on their resume to show that they've been involved in education. So, you know, in all of this work that you guys are doing through the volunteer services, I mean, are we seeing an impact and a change in the schools? Or is this one where, you know, every year we look at and we go, we still have hungry people? Are we are we seeing 
a change and a shift in the school district? I would say definitely, especially within the schools, because when we, we send volunteers out, um, say there's a new principal, to the area or maybe change schools, and you don't know the climate of your school particularly, say. So you go in and you see there's needs. There's a, a lot of times they call the volunteer service and say, do you have people who can come out, help out with, say, office or tutoring or office support or, or, or anything around the campus? So we bring those people in and help them out. That's a, a resource to help that school better functions and, and, and better serves the, the um the students and the families around that school and a lot of times we hear at the end of the year oh that was great but we have plans of making it grow so it helps me like say the end of school year someone says oh next year we have we have five volunteers that really help out can you get us 10 well yeah, I have a whole summer I can definitely get you 10 because you give me the time to do that so we can build and help help them create something new different and something that can even inspire the students and families around that area around awesome. that particular school yeah. that was one thing that I, we have been asked the governor's read by three program you know a lot of the schools are now approaching us saying can you get us some help? We really want to succeed at this, but we have a lot of we have a lot of students that need one-on-one support, so that's part of it too. And I think that's where the vistas come in place for those trainings because they they do kind of help us. Um build those trainings and, and get more out and get more people trained. Without them, we couldn't train enough people to help those schools in support of the reading and the read by three. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen without the VISTAs. There is some really good data tied with some of our big programs. We have the 360 Blueprint program. We have Read With Me Up and Incline. And all of those programs have very successful data where the, um, I just was up in Incline for the Read With Me program. They have 60 tutors that are serving up in that area. And um, the Kleins run this re- this program. And they have been really successful, especially with the kindergartners. Um, I can't say that they all made the grade level, but they all made significant improvement uh, for kindergarten, so and you have to start in that kindergarten, first, second, and third, to make sure that that you're catching them and making sure that they're at grade level by third grade. Well, so. and, and a lot of this is just a love of of learning and how the doors in the world open up when a kid knows how to read. I can't even imagine, but the more I understand about what's going on around our country, it's vital that these kids not only have books at school, but books in the home, and this is a huge part of what you're doing. So very quickly, before we go to break, somebody give us the website. If you want to donate books, you want to be a volunteer, you want to learn more about Vista, whatever it is, you have lots of opportunity. Let me give you a phone number first, Mm 775-348- 0346. Lori Bennett is there and she would be happy to guide you wherever you want to go. If you want to be a tutor, she'll get you to Dex Thomas, 3480222. See, I gave out your direct line. <laughs> and then you also, if you don't want to donate books, you can call that main number. You can also come to our location at 494 Poplar. We have a drop box where you can drop books if you want. Um, we take donations for all of these programs at any time. And um, I'll give you my personal number if you want to donate, 3480388. And um, I think I'd be happy to sit down and make sure you feel that whatever you're contributing to is being well served. Because there's one thing about our programs, they are all very accountable. All right. Well, next we're going to tackle the big issue before us today. And that is the need for capital funding to build new schools and to maintain our existing schools, which if you didn't know, more than half of them were built over 30 years ago. But first, we're going to hear from my friend Rocket Tom, someone who helps me think outside the globe. 
This is Rocket Tom challenging you to think outside the globe. Have you ever taken the time to define what the word quality means to you in your business and personal life? Does good quality mean conformance to specifications, goodness, great value, or perhaps it's just minimally acceptable? Does poor quality mean substandard, unreliable, unsafe, of little value, or less than your expectations. You'll continually be disappointed and frustrated if you do not establish standards of quality for your organization. That means quantifying what is unacceptable in products and services, what's minimally acceptable, and what is excellence. These parameters must be quantified, documented, and shared with everyone from employees to suppliers and to customers. If you're manufacturing pharmaceuticals or performing brain surgery, minimal acceptable quality is 100%, right? If you're manufacturing consumer products, the standards might be safety and life expectancy based on the cost and the value of the product. If you have no such standards of quality, your products and services will continually be inconsistent and customers may become victims instead of highly motivated referrals for you. To learn more about thinking outside the globe, you can find me on the web at rockatom.com. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad. Bye, kiddos. More coffee, dear? Yeah, honey, but just a bit. It's going to be another hot one today. Doris and Phil next door are getting their swimming pool ready. The kids were asking when they could invite their friends over for a pool party. Let's go to Pool Supply Outlet today. Good idea. I saw the Pool Supply Outlet TV spot last night. Everything in the store is super low priced. We need chlorine tablets, pass the salt, and this year I want to get some noodle swords and a big blow-up shark so I can be king of the pool. Right, babe. Pool Supply Outlet also has great prices on robotic pool cleaners. Pass the butter. We should get one so I can spend more time enjoying the pool. You mean so I can spend more time enjoying the pool and your koi pond that's right pool supply outlet is right next door to oasis pond maintenance and supply they've got the best prices in town on pond treatment and fish food hurry up so we can get going do you know how to get there it's at the corner of glendale avenue and marietta and sparks pool supply outlet 881 glendale avenue i also want one of those cute duck decoys pool supply outlet 881 glendale avenue in sparks pool supply outlet reno.com suntech solar screening uses pfeiffer screening products make shade while the sun shines suntech solar screening 352 396 Suntech Solar Screening. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, Unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should? Like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. This is Lisa Marie Lightfoot from Washoe County School District Volunteer Services and you are listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit sherryhillshow.com.
Currently, the Washoe County School District has approximately $511 million in capital needs, which are identified unfunded projects at the district schools and buildings. Every school has capital needs, which is compounded by the fact that 60% of our schools were built more than 30 years ago and 25% more than 50 years ago. In November, voters will be asked to support an increase in sales taxes to fund the capital needs of our schools. This should come as no surprise to anyone with kids in schools, those involved in education, or those who have remained informed. Hence, my guest today, Pete Etcher, Chief Operating Officer of the Washoe County School District, and Riley Sutton with the Communications Office, who are here to talk about this capital needs. And, you know, we read about it, we hear about it, and we want to make sure that voters of Washoe County are informed. Who wants to jump in first? Well, first, thank you very much for the opportunity to be here. Any chance we have to inform the public of this critical issue, uh, we really welcome it. Mm-hmm. So thank you. And I'll echo those thanks as well. We appreciate opportunities to get out and speak to folks who might not otherwise hear from us about this critical issue. I want to make one quick clarification, and that is about the ballot question. The ballot question is not coming from the school district. It's coming from a group of community leaders that was set up by the legislature. The school district, for better or worse, cannot support or oppose any ballot measure that's out there. Our job is simply to, and appropriately, to educate. We can tell the your listeners and the community at large what the challenges are, what the needs are, what we would do with funding if we received it, and what not having additional funding means to us, and that's why we're here today. Awesome. Well, you know, there's, I think there's some confusion because we had the Nevada Commerce Tax that passed for education. It was all about education, and it's here. So then here comes now, we're asking for a capital funding budget, which I think a lot of people thought, wait, we, we just supported education. How come we're now having to support more education? These are two totally different things. They are absolutely two separate things. And you know, this issue as far as building schools in Washoe County has been an issue for over a decade. There's been a lot of attempts to actually find additional funding, diversify the funding the school district has to build schools for many, many years. There's been attempts at the legislature, county commission, at the ballot box. So this issue in itself has been around for a while. Now the commerce tax that came through the last legislative session does a lot of great things academically, whether it's gifted and talented programs or English language learners, all these great programs, but none of those funds can be used to build schools. We always want to make sure people recognize that. This is a Washoe County issue to build schools, has been for a long time, remains a Washoe County issue. We have to decide if we're going to build schools or we're not. Right. Well, and obviously, we've been talking to Lisa Marie and Dex, both of volunteer services, and you mentioned something in the break that there are schools you can't send volunteers to because there's no space. So, Riley, talk very, what truly is going on? We see things in the paper, you know, double tracks or triple tracks. We also hear about, you know, yay, it's going to be sales tax generated, which I I'm totally in favor of that. So what's really going on in the school district? We talk about 50-year-old schools. What's happening to those kids attending that school? Well, as Pete said, the issue is that it's been building for more than a decade. 
And the school district has been saying and community leaders have been saying for more than a decade that the funding system is broken and it does not provide enough funding to both repair schools, keep them in good shape for the existing buildings we have, and to build new schools to address growth. And the funding that we get as the population grows and the economy grows does not match the need that comes with it in terms of students. So after a decade and more of warning about the issue, the schools have gotten more and more full and we've lacked the funding for repairs and those get further and further behind and that leads us to where we are today which is as a district we're full there's no rezoning that will fix the problem when on average your schools are full there's a couple of schools that have space but those schools are incline village gerlach uh areas that you just can't bus kids to from reno and sparks so what we're looking at are a bunch of really uncomfortable choices and they're not choices that the school district wants to make none of these are things that we want to do either fall further behind on repairs or do some really uncomfortable schedule changes now there's multi-track which you can do at the elementary level which is while not ideal more acceptable to some degree than some of the other options that are out there. Multi-track, just real quick for your listeners, is where you divide the population of a school into four groups, four different tracks. You run the school year-round on a rotating basis where three of those groups are in school at any one time and one group is always off. It can create a lot of complications for families, especially if they have children at different education levels. It breaks up the school community and it makes some aspects of teaching and running the building more difficult. But it is far more acceptable than what you have to do at the secondary level for middle and high school, which is double sessions, which essentially means running two schools out of one building. You have one group. Now, we haven't had to do it in Washoe County in a long time. But Clark County has, because of similar issues, had to do this quite frequently in recent past. And what they did is ran one session of high school students, started at 5.55 a.m. and ended at 11.55 a.m. And the second group started about noon and ended about 6 p.m. And what that will do to our community is really a question that the community has to look at and and stare in the face and think about what the alternatives are. And that's what we're making sure people understand is this is the choice, not that we want to make, but that we will be forced to make without additional funding. All right. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Show with guest Pete Etcher, Chief Operating Officer of the Washoe County School District, and Riley Sutton with the Communications Office. Let's, let's do a what if. What if the voters say no to the school tax increase besides going multi-track. I mean, we're talking about 50-year-old school. You can't bring in the new technology. Yeah, the average age of our schools right now is 40 years old. And so if the voters decided not to give us additional funding to the school district, we have to make those tough decisions that that Riley mentioned. And as we go forward, we have right now eight secondary schools, four middle schools, four high schools that will be facing that double session calendar within about the next five years. That's reality. We already have uh, elementary schools that will be going on to that multi-track year-round calendar starting in the 17-18 school year. Many more to come. Our repair needs are going to get greater and greater. It's going to cost actually the taxpayers more and more to keep these uh, schools operating as we go forward. So I always want to phrase it this way. There was an international expert that came in and looked at our situation 
situation. And he phrased it as the perfect storm that we're facing. We're at full capacity, we're over capacity, we have growth, maybe significant growth coming. We have a $240 million critical repair backlog right now of those things that are expired and unserviceable. They can't be fixed, they have to be replaced. And then you take that along with that broken funding mechanism, that's the perfect storm that we are in. We do not have the funding currently to address those needs. Right. Well, and also in that perfect storm is the issues with the Washoe County School Board and that you guys, it's not your fault, but yet you're taking the backlash. What is besides that, the pushback that you guys are receiving? Well, some pushback involves misunderstandings about different things such as the commerce tax that we already talked about in terms of you already got money, why do you need more? And the quick answer is because one funds teachers, one funds buildings. It's great that we have teachers, but we need somewhere to put them. Other than that, there are, you know, this is a a decades old issue so that there are long-term issues that different parents and different groups see in terms of feeling like their area may not have had new schools or a different area feels like they have been without needed repairs and renovations. And the truth is that many areas have been because a long-term funding shortfall and a broken funding system means we've never been able to do everything that we wanted to do and that we still want to do to make sure our older schools are on par with our newer schools and that our newer schools aren't filled to capacity and beyond with the growth that has continued to happen here in the Truckee Meadows. Any of the funding we currently have or any funding that we could receive on the capital side can only be used to build schools, repair schools or renovate schools. They cannot be used for any other source. And any projects now that come to us first go to a community group called the Capital Funding Protection Committee where they make the recommendation to the board of what projects should be done. If the board doesn't agree, it goes back to that Capital Funding Protection Committee until they come to consensus and then it moves on in the, in the process and actually ends at the Oversight Panel for School Facility Facilities. So that transparency, that accountability is there with the Washington County School District. Yeah, no, it's it's all positive. And the fact that it has boiled down to a sales tax increase, which I think is way more broad-based, I think a lot more people can swallow that pill. And it's important because as we truly want to solve the problem like we've been talking about with Lisa Marie and Dex in the volunteer world we can't we couldn't have a school district without the huge amount of volunteers coming into the schools but if we don't have the schools and the capacity and the new buildings and so on then I don't know what's going to happen it's, it's kind of frightening. It, it is frightening. And it's not just a Washoe County School District issue. It's not just about parents and students. Obviously, they're the most impacted. This is a community issue, though. It is going to affect all aspects of this community. And that's where we want to get that information out. And that's why we're welcome the opportunity like to be here today to inform the, the public of the issue. And if folks do want further information, we have put all of this online. You can see school by school. You can see frequently asked questions. You can see what the repair needs are, as well as the overcrowding projections. If you go to washoschools.net, there is both from that homepage there, as well as if you go washoschools.net slash overcrowding, you can see all of this information, all of the background, school by school, and so much more. Well, I want to thank you all for being here. It's been wonderful to talk about the Washoe County School District 
district and we have a choice. We can pay now or we can pay a lot more later, whether that's in school capital funding or whether that is in better teachers or the ability to provide really excellent volunteers within our school. So we are in that perfect storm. So why not be leaders in our community and help support the county, uh, the Washoe County School District, because it matters to all of us. Thank you all for being here. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for The Sherry Hill Show.